We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. I am Jeff Daly back in front of the Whoopi, and there is Ashley with her glasses and new haircut that we can't fully see because it's all professional up. But uh, you got a new do, right? I did it, and I got a new haircut. There's a lot of new things happening in my life, and they're wonderful. That's, that is exciting stuff. Um, you were here. I hope to be there later this summer before uh before boys nation so then we, we can record maybe at your post i'm just putting it out there i heard somebody suggest it i'm just putting it out there my post to your post what do you think it, it could be done i i think that's uh, obtainable we do know somebody who's a chair meeting communications right mm-hmm. yeah we, we do know have some- a past national commander chair of uh communications and media uh mm-hmm. So yeah, David Wallace, we're not, we, yep. I just, I just called you out. If you can make that happen, that'd be awesome. And uh, you know, it's not awesome. What, Jeff? This first, first story. story. This first story. Yes. Ooh. I mean, are you prepared to read this? This is. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into it. We should so... preface this with that. You are a VA employee. <laughs> So you're going to try to be as diplomatic as possible. Yes. Um, I have, I, I am not. I recuse myself from any comments and, and whatnot. I am just a veteran bystander if in this scenario here. All right. So first topic is veteran affairs employee filmed body slamming Vietnam vet at VA clinic. This is a taskandpurpose.com article. Department of Veteran Affairs patient advocate who was recorded on a security camera assaulting a veteran patient still has his job. Video of the encounter uh, was released by WSB TV showing Philip Webb, a 73-year-old Vietnam veteran, being choked, body slammed, and thrown to the ground at the Department of Veteran Affairs clinic in Fort McPherson. The assault took place on April 28, 2022. Uh, Lawrence uh, F. Gaylord, Gaylord, Gaylord. I think it's Gaylord Jr. Gaylord, Gaylord. Okay, Gaylord Jr. A patient advocate at the clinic was arrested that day and charged with felony assault. In the video, Webb can be seen in the waiting room after uh, Gaylord points his finger in Webb's face. He grabs Webb and throws him against the wall, choking him with both hands, and then he throws Webb to the ground and repeatedly kicks him in the head before leaving the room. The initial charging document from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Northern District of Georgia notes that Webb was initially treated by a doctor at the clinic who observed several injuries, including a large hematoma or bruise over his right eyebrow and a contusion on his um, on his elbow. Webb was later hospitalized for three days with a brain bleed, according to WSBTV. Do you have any uh, reaction to this? Yep. 
if you couldn't see that, it was a very uh, cinematic move there by Ashley. And uh, uh, I'm going to say that the article for task and purpose understated this. The man, the, the man, the patient, 73 year old Vietnam veteran, wanted to use the bathroom. So they opened the door. The employee puts his finger in the veteran's face. The veteran then moved the finger. Uh, then all Hades broke loose. The man got a two-handed choke, thrown him against the wall, takes him over a chair, body slams him onto the ground, curb stomps without the curb, thankfully, his head, and then kicks him in the head. And then casually picks up his glasses and leaves the room this 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 is a patient advocate i think he i think he confused advocate with ass kick he's not supposed to patient ass kick what he should not only not i have his job he should put put under the cell forgot about given uh food that we'll later talk about that's uh not amazing and i'm just i'm flabbergasted i'm never going to get a job at the va because if they hire people like this i would be whooping ass in the break room if i saw that if this guy still has a job and he showed up at work and i was there i would say come bring it i'm gonna be that old one day bring it now and i i just uh mm, pissed and you, of course, are going to you have to be diplomatic and probably say something like, well, we're going to let the we're going to let the process work its way through and all of that. I'd like to work my way through his face is what I'd like to do. But, you know. Yep, <laughs> she's back to the, the cinematic move, I think. And super producer Holly is going to make sure that the Twitter video is available in the link. And please, I've asked you this before out there, alphas, please tell me what punishment this person should get. If you were the judge and the jury, and after watching this Twitter video, please get creative and tell me what punishment he should get. Uh, we're gonna leave this story now before I get, before I get too fired up. Uh, if we were, yep, <laughs> super producer Ali's making a face like, more fired up you should have heard me talk about it last night to myself in my apartment my neighbors probably think i am psychotic but today we're gonna have a guest who's uh the opposite of that guy this our guest is awesome today we're going to be joined by brett allen brett is a u.s army veteran who was serving as platoon leader with the 371 Cav 10th Mountain Division at Fort Drum New York in late 2007 when a training accident which resulted in knee surgery, pushed him up to the squadron operations office. He deployed to Afghanistan's Logar province in December of 2008 with a squadron where he served as the squadron's air planner and where the seeds of his novel, Kilroy was here, were planted. We're gonna be back with Brett right after this break. Join us for the 2022 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. The 3rd American Legion Fitness Challenge will once again raise money for disabled veterans and military families in need. We've made improvements to the 2022 challenge. Monthly mini challenges. Department versus department challenges. And easier ways to track your miles. 
And we've made it easier for friends and families to support you with donations to the Veterans and Children's Foundation. Our goal for this campaign is raise $450,000 for the foundation. But we're gonna need your help. It doesn't matter if you walk, run, ride, or swim. Just get active. Support our veterans and military families. And let's show the nation that we are Veterans, veterans Strengthening, Strengthening America. America. We are here with Brett Allen. I don't know if you noticed the hat, go blue. I see you're from Grand Rapids. Uh, was that post 356 in Grand Rapids? Yes, yep. Oh, very cool. I'm I'm from Kalamazoo, born in- Yeah, I, I oh. saw that in your bio. Okay, not born, I almost said born. I was raised- You read your bio, Jeff. He read wow. my bio, uh-oh. Wow. Oh boy. Uh-oh, you didn't get my, you didn't get my uh, GPA in- uh, college did you because no but i have to say uh i went to michigan state so the, i'm finding the hat offensive but <laughs> oh this is brilliant yes <laughs> yeah but guess what we have this in common so proud you don't even that's understand what we that. have in common ashley we both hate ohio state this is true you know <laughs> what brett it's time to go this interview's <laughs> over that <laughs> might be the that might be the that might be the fastest uh, it ever took me to offend somebody. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of that. I actually went to Kalamazoo College, though. I just root right. for Michigan in the sports. All right. We are here, but we're not here to talk about the Great Lake State, the winter wonderland. We are here to talk about Brett Allen's military experience and that of being a an author. So clearly he's an officer and not a Marine because he, uh, being a Marine means you can't read. Being enlisted means uh, you don't really write a lot of books. Sounds like a double negative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ashley, I think we're going to kick it off with you. Ashley All asks right. the tough questions, and then I come in and be light and airy. It's like good cop, bad cop. It's, uh, I'm good cop. I'm good with it. I wasn't, I was military police, so I'll just, I'm just going to take lead on that and own that. So that being said, so, so Brett, I, I took a look at your bio. You've got a really awesome background, and I'd love to explore a little bit more about your experiences in the service and how they kind of shaped you um, and who you are today. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess I should start back with uh, in high school. I was a senior during September 11. Um, so uh, that was very impactful, um, especially uh, leading towards my military service. Um, I, I almost enlisted right out of high school. I actually almost enlisted in the Marines. Um, uh, my dad was a, a former Marine. Um, so I actually ha had been already accepted to Michigan State. Um, so my parents talked me into continuing that um, and just getting some experience there before I made any uh, major decisions. Um, I got to uh, Michigan State kind of fiddled around there, changed my major like seven times uh, in the first two years and uh, was getting ready to um, probably drop out and enlist again. Uh, but then my dad found this uh, two-year ROTC program um, where you do like a shortened basic training at Fort Knox and then uh, um, 
you go and finish our, the ROTC program at state. So I signed up for that, um, got to go to jump school uh, before my junior year of college um, and uh, got commissioned as a second lieutenant in the armor branch uh, in 2006 and went to Fort Knox uh, under the impression that I was going to be sent to the 173rd Airborne Division uh, in their cab squadron. Uh, when we got there, there was like four other guys who got uh, diverted. We were all under the same orders and we got diverted to other locations. I got stuck at uh, Fort Knox as a basic training XO for a year. Um, some other unlucky guys got sent to uh, JRTC and Fort Polk to play Op 4 for uh, a year. And then um, following that year, I got sent to Fort Drum, New York, another winter wonderland. Uh, and I was a platoon leader there for about six months, um, after which I had a, a knee surgery to repair a torn ACL and meniscus that I had uh, received as an award in a combat ex or in a exercise training exercise. Um, and then in the end of 2008, we deployed to Afghanistan. Logar province, a little bit south of Kabul. Uh, and that's where I got all of my source material uh, for my book. And um, in 2009, uh, at the end of 2009, we came back and then I started the process of uh, out processing the army because my contracted time was up. So. But that's uh, the long and short of my military career. Um, but the the bulk of the book is about the, the 2009 deployment. It's loosely based on it. It's a, it's a fiction novel, um, but it's, it's a lot of it's based on real life. You know, I, I was really drawn to the fact that this, this book is specifically military deployments filled with absurdity, absurdity or absurdities, words, words, absurdities, and the random things that happen when you're amongst friends, the stories you can't make up. Right. <laughs> Like the things that happen and people are just like, they're either MacGyvering something or they're just being silly and just stupid to um, just the serious raw stuff that some people, most people may not ever experience in that level of camaraderie. So I'm really excited uh, for your book and I'm, I'm happy to hear that your background kind of gave you this very, uh, I'd say a very unique pathway, just kind of like stop, start, but you've got... Um, Hey, also, so total sidebar, like, I definitely know what it's like to be in a training accident and have knee injuries. So we might have that in common, even though I might not have the whole Michigan thing in common. But uh, I, I resonate, I resonate with that. And I could share with you just last night, I was talking to an old mentor of mine who I adore. And uh, it's funny how many shenanigans stories came up that just made me smile. So I'm really excited to learn more about your book. And I'll uh, toss it over to Jeff. I'm at, I'm I'm thrown because I was gonna ask about how your military uh, uh, transitioned into the book, but I will go further into the book then. So I saw that it's uh, you you wanted to steer away from the the action hero uh, war book, and I, I believe you called it dark humor uh, about the lighter side of war. What does that mean? Well, I, I feel like 
in a lot of ways, there's this divide between civilian and military. Um, and a, a lot of the books that are being published on the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war are either, they fall into two categories. They're either like the shoot them up action books or they're the, the broken soldier books. Um, and both of those are important. I, I mean, they're, they're very important stories to tell. Um, but I feel like a lot of times those further divide, divide the military personnel and the civilian personnel and make them more unrelatable. I wanted to write a book that would give even the civilian side a glimpse at kind of the office space shenanigans that, that go on in military life and especially on deployment. I wanted to make a book that people could recognize characters in no matter what walk of life they're in. I mean, who hasn't had a boss that just irritates them constantly with ridiculous good ideas uh, or is overbearing and dictates everything that has to be done or coworkers that are just a little bit on the crazy side. So I wanted to write a book that's, you know, everybody could relate to and everybody could, could find people that they know and assign to certain characters. I'm feeling personally attacked. Uh, <laughs> you sounded like you described me a couple of times there. So uh, you, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> <Daily>. so, <laughs> Stop laughing, Ashley. I'm being overbearing now. Okay. I have a great idea about that, by the way. Just think of, think of things that are sad. Um, all right. So you wrote this book. It sounds like one of your intentions, uh, and I'm going to speak for you because that's what I do. So like one of your intentions was to tell the whole military story because we're only, we're only typically exposed to the action hero portion of that story, um, which is which is awesome. We we recently had the producers of one of the producers of Restrepo on here. The documentary. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but that's 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 really dramatically part of the uh, the warrior side of it. And then um, maybe one day you're going to make a movie out of this book. Uh, can you? Tell us, uh, is there a character that's you in here? Is there, who are, who are, who are, the, who are the people that populate this book? All right, um, yeah, so the main character um, is, I guess, loosely based on me. Um, as a lieutenant coming out of my knee surgery, I was moved up uh, from a platoon to the squadron S3 office, the operations office. And uh, as a, a young officer to be taken away from your platoon, uh, especially a combat arms officer to be taken out of your platoon and put on a staff without any real experience in the thing, the one thing that you've been trained to do endlessly for the last two years uh, is pretty disheartening. Um, so the book kind of follows the main character, um, starts off as Lieutenant Jared Rye, um, and he is kind of in the same situation where he arrives to Afghanistan with the hopes that he's going to be put back into a platoon, um, but he gets continuously tasked with all these ridiculous assignments until finally uh, he lands on the squadron's air operations planner. 
which is what I was uh, in large part during our deployment to Afghanistan. Um, some of the other characters in the book, uh, the, uh, the good idea fairy, uh, major, uh, the major in charge of the S3 office, um, he kind of just floats in and out of the story, uh, wreaking havoc on the main character, uh, <laughs> offering up uh, good ideas for him to, to further his career. Um, and then there's the squadron commander who, um, though his intentions are, are good, um, he is not a very likable guy and he kind of slowly dwindles into insanity as he uh, makes some pretty bad deals with a, a local militant uh, that he's trying to appease while they're there uh, in order to keep the peace. Um, and I, I should probably preface this. Not all of these characters are based on real people. Um, all of these characters, <laughs> all of these characters are kind of a conglomerate of all of the, the people that I met in my time in the army. Um, and I have exaggerated traits. I have uh, made things up. Um, for instance, I heard our chaplain say the f word one time and from there i got the chaplain in the book who faith he said faith that's not the one i was thinking of okay but uh the chaplain in the book is a pretty uh pretty coarse guy and <laughs> uh he he can he's not very chaplainy but uh he came into being because of a error in the army's hr department and he was supposed to be an infantry officer but he got placed in the chaplain because of needs of the army and uh that's where he got stuck so god it was god's plan exactly it was god's plan for him that's clever yes now because i i tend to do things that are ridiculous i'm asking a ridiculous question it might inspire you to big things along the way let's let's say this let's say this book is so great it impresses ashley and it's going to have to be great to impress Ashley. She's kind of judgy. Um, so if... <laughs> what Jeff is trying to say is I'm an avid reader and I enjoy reading. No, I said what I said. So He likes to read the back Ashley. of cereal boxes, Brett. Like that's it's the level of commitment you have from this man. Okay, so Are I will they... give reviews as necessary. Proceed, Jeff. Proceed. Okay. So if it impresses Jeff Ashley... Haley. Oh, I'll wait. If it impresses Ashley and it gets to be a major uh, theatrical release motion picture, who is playing Jared Rye? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You didn't think we were going there, did you? Oh, you know, I don't think any author writes a novel without brainstorming who would play them in the live action movie. Yes. Um, but, man, I... I'm in a conundrum because I'm getting to the point where I'm a little too old to know the younger actors that would be feasible to play a younger version of my, what essentially is myself. Okay. Um, I get that. I get that. But I would say, uh, who's the guy that plays Spider-Man? Uh, the new Ashley. Movie? Oh gosh. Oh, it's a cute guy. 
Gosh, it's not uh, Toby, is it? No, no. Tobey Maguire is early. Um... Why is it? Why Holly's over there miming her judgment of me for saying the wrong person. Uh, <laughs> she's shaking her head. She's gonna give herself a concussion because I was so wrong. That's basically what we're talking about here. So they're gonna figure it out. I know Holly's probably looking it up. Who plays Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Huh? Tom Holland. Okay, Tom Holland. Yeah, I and could see. Oh, okay. All right. He's never going to play it now that I forgot the name, though. Yeah, he will. Yeah. He'd be like, you need to know my name. Tom Holland, please contact uh, Please contact Brett. I almost called you. I almost called you Jared. Please contact <laughs> Brett to play Jared. There we go. Uh, attach him to the project, and it will be a film. I can tell that you're not an actor. You know why? What's up? Number one, you didn't say you're going to play yourself, right? Number two, <laughs> you said, I might be getting too old. I could play a 12-year-old, like, Asian female if I had to. That's what I would, I could play anything. I could play anything. Uh, so you're a little more down to earth. Must be that army thing. Marines are just crazy. Ashley, do, what, do, what else you got? You got anything on this? This book? What do you want to know? Where can I find it? Ooh. Well, uh, you could get it on Amazon where you can get pretty much anything. Um, you can go into any bookstore and ask them to bring it in for you. And they can order it through Ingram Spark. And you can go to uh, any Barnes and Noble can do the same. Um, there's some around here in West Michigan that already have it in stock. West Michigan? Uh, West Michigan. I'm up here in that. <laughs> Maybe the one in Kalamazoo. I'm not sure. But huh? check. But yeah, um, pretty much any bookstore can bring it in for you if you ask for it. Okay, good, good to know. And are you on like social media? Are you on all the? This is it's your your time to plug. Your time to plug, Brett. Yeah, so I'm on uh, Instagram at uh, at Hogwash Writing. Uh, Twitter is the same handle. Uh, on Facebook, I have like my my own personal profile, and then I have a Brett Allen author uh, page. And then I also have my own website, which is hogwashwriting.com. Um, you can find the book there um, and it'll link you to uh, the link on Amazon. And uh, you can find some of my other ridiculous short writings oh. um, that are just to make people Those laugh. Those are for me. Those are for you. And uh, <laughs> um my publisher, A15 Publishing, uh, they are an, a veteran-owned publishing house. Um, so they, their entire deal is they search out veteran stories uh, to tell, and they publish those stories. Uh, so if you go to their web, website, A15 Publishing, you can find my book there, uh, as well as a lot of other great uh, veteran books. So. What, about, what about your website? Can we order it there? because i don't consider reading any books that aren't signed so that's where i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna buy i'm gonna purchase an autographed book from your website well i i actually only have the link to amazon there but huh. i can send you a signed copy if you would like well i have to buy it though that's my only uh that's my only requirement ah we can figure something because otherwise we lose journalistic integrity if i start taking gifts Gotcha. And we are known we are known for our journalistic integrity. 
as you can tell by this ridiculous interview. So I think we we have we have we've covered we've covered we you humbly covered your military career um, humbly because I, I saw a lot more than you brought up. And I think it's amazing you went to jump school as a the summer after your junior year. Yeah, so I was actually still a civilian when I went to jump school. I hadn't even That's crazy ROTC contract yet. I won my first beer pong at that time, and you're jumping out of airplanes. It's crazy. <laughs> I think I'm living wrong. I'm living wrong. So, so kudos to you. And I think that I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up now because Ashley's gonna Ashley's already on Amazon. I actually just followed you on Instagram. Oh, and she awesome. ordered and she ordered the book. It's. She just can't wait. She can't wait. I need I need a new I need a new Amazon account. So uh, I'll uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I get that running. All right. So I want to thank you for coming on here. I want to thank you for uh, your service as always, and and for translating that into something that tells the entire uh, story of the military, not just not just the Rambo side. Um, we do we do need a little of that lighter side because it's. Even, even people that are in the bang bang, that's not a majority of what goes on. A lot of, a lot of the shenanigans uh, go on in between. And, uh, and for the military community, because I speak for them, there was, a, there was an election in my head last night. I wanna thank you for bringing that side out for us to, uh, to see. For the alphas out there, Ashley will finish her uh, reading the preview of his book on Amazon, and then we will come back after that to wrap up this show. Thank you so much, Jared, I mean Brett, for joining us today, and we'll be right back after this message. Thank you very much for having me. Honoring those who came before us. The American Legion pays perpetual respect for all past military sacrifices to ensure they are never forgotten by new generations. We are veterans strengthened in America. We are the American Legion. Ashley, we are, we, you know, we do this uh, Tango Alpha Lima time machine thing. What, what do you remember about this interview? Woo. Yeah, interview. So uh, the standouts for this interview for me were particularly um, the, the relevance of stories. Like not everything is like, action intense and I think there's such a um, mosaic of people that are in the service so when you get all those personalities together shenanigans happen and like, it's just things that you you can't make up <laughs> like you can't make up some of the stories that you hear whether it's the good the bad the ugly or anything in between and you know I I'll tell you what friendships have been formed over the stupidest things in the stupidest situations so uh, it's, it's very relevant. And I think more stories like that need to be told for people to understand that, like, we're all humans behind the uniform first. Right. And I, I assume you'll be reading the book. Yeah. I gotta get me a copy. I'm telling you, Ashley's book, like Ashley's book club. will just read. I keep books. hearing, about, I keep hearing about this book club. Well, I've we got make, more time on my hands now. So we gotta make, make it, it happen. happen. We gotta make it happen. <laughs> I mean, how many books are, are you reading in a year? Hmm. that's so likely to increase dramatically i yeah, um, but what's the number what's let's give us I a usually, round of boot 
I usually read about anywhere from 12 to, um, I'd say 18 books. And they In vary. A lifetime size. like me? Well, your, your Crayola coloring books don't count. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, which, yeah. I got, a, right, I got so a good fun story for you. Sidebar. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to pick up my <laughs> reading to catch up with you. All right, here we go. Favorite part of the show. You like it better when this is live and we're sitting right next to each other. But through the magic of the internet, we are going to bring you now. Pew 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 pew. Rapid fire. Okay, this one. This is amazing. I don't know if you read these yet. Because I, I got them done late. So I'm gonna, we're going to get real reactions. If you're not watching, watch this. Air Force <laughs> makes the world's saddest PB&J sandwich. This comes from the Military Times. Two slices of Wonder Bread. A dollop of chunky Jif peanut butter. And globs of Smucker's grape jelly. Meld together to create one of the most delicious and iconic meals in American history. The PB&J. However, the Air Force Medical Service challenged the timeless recipe in an effort to encourage better nutrition with a set of ingredients that would have any kid in a cafeteria desperate to swap his sack lunch. In place of bread, they've substituted sweet potato toast. It's exactly as weird as it sounds. Instead of tasty bread, you slice a sweet potato, broil it, slather it with peanut only peanut butter and throw some fresh fruit on top it seems the service intends to fight fly fight win against the real enemy flavor all right ashley i mean the super producer holly's giving her double thumbs down up there uh I'm looking at a picture of it and it, it looks like something i would overpay for at like a michelin restaurant Yes. And it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> and I'm like, why, why would I do this to myself? Like I am a foodie by, by all, by all means. And like, sure. Maybe if I'm trying to do, you know, I just, why, why you got to mess with tradition? Why, why you got to mess with a classic sandwich? Why, why you got to do it? First of all, why is the Air Force feel inclined to mess with a traditional sandwich? I think that's the better question. Like, it's not even like an MRE. Like, it's just some. Let's just throw this out the on the line at the like at the at the deep like the cafeteria. Like, Which poses a question for me to you: MRE or this? As long as it's chili mac, baby, all day, all day, Amory. <laughs> I'll take a chili mac over this. I like healthy food, but I'm just like, at least the chili mac will bring me back to shenanigans, like with Brett's stories. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. The chili mac will connect all the dots here. The chili mac will bring me peace right, and, and funnies. All right, alphas, we need you to land on this uh, Air Force recipe here. They took something that was perfect tried to make it better and crashed. That's all I'm going to say about that. But now we're going to go on to rapid fire. Pew, pew, number two. All right. This is, uh, this, is, this is a little better. All right. Michigan teen raises more than $140,000 for Vietnam veterans to visit DC. The story comes straight from Michigan, Ashley. I just- I saw, I saw. Uh, I just say it. On Saturday, an honor flight 
from Michigan flew more than 80 Vietnam veterans to DC, which included a ceremony at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. It's an honor to be with all these veterans, Navy veteran Mike Goodpaster, 72, said at the ceremony, it's a life-changing event for me. In 2019, Kratt served a one-year term as the Michigan president of the Children of the American Revolution. Didn't know that was a thing. She had also involved with the Talon, Talon's out on her flight in Portage, Michigan, since her family moved to the state when she was in third grade. Interesting side note, I moved to Portage, Michigan when I was in third grade. That's honest truth. It's, it's right next to Kalamazoo. They have some inferiority complex. I won't, so I won't call it a suburb. We're our own city, is what they like to say. At 14, Kratz sold uh, MIAPOW bracelets and recruited other youth organizations to be involved in her project by collecting bottles and cans, having yard sales, and seeking sponsorships. This is a child, and uh, this is not in the story, but uh, this 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 uh, passion of hers started when she was eight years old because her grandfather said when he came home, all he wanted to get was a steak. He wanted to go out for a nice steak, and instead someone spat upon him. So that has fueled this passion of hers. What do you think of this kid? Very impressive. I mean, I am always impressed with the the efforts that folks will go to to make a difference. I think it speaks volumes about his character and and um, you know, the people who who have been you know surrounding and supporting him. Uh, it's uh, it's really impressive. And I will say, I hope if if this uh, this youngster she uh, she is um, if she's from Portage, the Department of Michigan. Uh, convention right now is in Kalamazoo. Whoop, whoop. You've heard of it, home of Jeff Daly. And um, <laughs> no, never, 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 never have I it? ever heard that. So hopefully maybe they'll honor her or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think they should. All right. This is a flashback update story that we've done before in rapid fire number. Pew, pew, pew. Three. All right. Buffalo soldier reenactors kick off the iron ride. This is out of the American Legion website. The Buffalo Soldiers Iron Riders gathering began in Missoula, Montana to honor the Quasquicentennial. Wow, the Quasquicentennial celebration of the historic ride from Montana to Missouri in 1897. A group of bicyclists dressed as Buffalo Soldiers kicked off the week-long celebration with a five-mile ride from the historic museum at Fort Missoula to downtown Missoula for the opening live ceremony. Do you remember we uh, interviewed some of these guys? Yes, I do. I learned a significant amount of information. I didn't. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I know. I don't know. Like, I didn't know, but now um, I know, and now a lot of other people are going to know because they're riding. We ride. So uh, good riding, uh, Buffalo Soldiers, Iron Riders. We love you. And I'm sure the original interview will be in the show notes if we can find it. Um, you you want to, you, Ashley learned, I learned. A lot of you are still smarter than us, but I bet you'll learn something too. It's, uh, it's great information. 
All right, Ashley, you got any shout outs or final thoughts or, oh, I didn't ask, I didn't ask you, do you think that, um, do you think that PB&J is, is disgusting enough for our, our, our criminal at the top of the show? I'm sorry, alleged criminal at the top of the show. I'm sorry, what's the question? Do you think that that food is, is suitable punishment for him? Are you and, insinuating it's prison food? Uh, it's, I'm insinuating it's it's cruel and unusual punishment. He might not even deserve it. Ooh, poor airman. All right, any 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 your facial expressions won't be seen on Spotify or I iTunes know. or wherever know. you consume your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and except gentlemen. on YouTube. <laughs> so yes, go on YouTube and you can see this beautiful face. Um, this face one? is yeah okay. plural. Let's see plural. I don't want to upset Jeff. Um, Shout outs. Uh, so yeah. I actually would like to shout out my American Legion commander, uh, Guillermo Guillen. Um, I want to say thank you to him and my entire American Legion post for supporting me during this very trias time that I'm that I'm going through um, through the resources and network and everything that people have been able to provide me my American Legion family has stepped up and helped me do so much so many things in a short amount of time and have just checked on me and really taken care of me and uh, you know to your you know point Jeff earlier you know you've you've given a shout out especially with everything going on in the hospital and your recovery. And I, I think I finally got to fully experience the American Legion family at work in these past few weeks. And um, the outpour of love and outreach has been phenomenal. And I'm really excited to say that I'm moving in a new chapter of my life. And I'm so excited. And I'm happy that I have a great family that supports me and just people all over the country. So I want to give a special shout out to my commander at Vienna Post 180, the entire, um, the entire officer team and everyone that is affiliated uh, and friends and, and family and whatnot. But I just want to say thank you. All right. It's, po it's powerful, isn't it? To see mm -hmm. it in, in action. Like there's no formal motion or, resolution they just do it show up they just show up. show up and make it happen which is amazing all right ashley take us on out of here oakley doakley final thoughts so don't forget to subscribe to tang alpha podcast on youtube apple podcast spotify or wherever you consume your podcasts please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so that the world knows how much you love us and particularly me in this moment <laughs> anywho but if you do have a guest recommendation go to the american excuse me go to legion.org backslash tango alpha lima and click on the suggest a guest link we'd love to hear from you so Alfred, you got homework to do. I need you to I need you to let us know what you think would be suitable punishment for our head stomping villain at the top of the show. And and also what you think of the PB and J. And how could you destroy your own favorite food? Yeah, come up. Give me maybe some disgusting pizza toppings that they could try next. And oh, no. oh yeah. You yeah. Open, you're just opening up Pandora's box here. I did. I mean, they already put pineapple on there. That's bad enough. 
Oh, now watch these. Are you gonna say you eat pineapple on your pizza? I don't. I have tried it. Okay, it's not my Super favorite. Producer Holly's nodding. She likes that. I'm a meat lovers pizza. Okay, right. Like, I like a good like Bianca, a good white pizza with like garlic and olives and spinach and just lots of mozzarella. But like yeah. wrap it up. I'm getting wrap it up. We can't go through a list of toppings. All right, so. Let, <laughs> thank you for joining I'm, us, the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. And with that, I'm going to call this episode, which is, I'm scrolling, which is season three, episode 114, Mission 